This podcast is recorded live during my weekly Zoom virtual healing circles. Be sure to stick around to the end of the episode to learn more about how you can join me for these live virtual events. Welcome to the Virtual Healing Circle with me, Jen Fable of LiveLifeUnbroken.com. And tonight I want to talk to you about the truth about triggers. Triggers are something we have all had to deal with at some point in our life, and we tend to think that they're a problem, that they mean we're doing something wrong, and that could not be farther from the truth. And so my job tonight is to talk to you about what actually is going on when this situation arises. So why is this important? This is important because triggers are a natural part of the learning and growth process, which means that if you're a human being, you will encounter this at some point. It's important because without this information, you're going to think that your triggers are indicators that you're doing something wrong. You're going to see them as these obstacles that need to be avoided, as these dead ends on your journey, rather than seeing them as the feedback device that they're meant to be. And this is important because the entire goal of healing is not to learn how to run from the flames and the fires that show up around you. The entire point is to learn how to be fireproof. If your whole world is being shaped by what you need to avoid, then while that might be a positive thing in the short term, in the long term, it's going to make your world very, very small. And it's going to make you feel like you're very, very confined and like you can only go a few steps in either direction. And so learning how to actually use your triggers as the feedback device and as part of your healing journey is really important and really helpful. So I'm going to remind you that you exist on four realms. So of course you have your physical realm, that is everything that you can pick up through your five senses. So everything you can see, smell, taste, touch, and hear is part of physical reality and your physical realm. You have your emotional realm self. This is your feeling part. This is where your emotions live. This is where your memories live. And this is connected to the part of you that is your unconscious mind. We're going to talk about that more in a moment. You have your mental realm self. This is your thinky, thinky self. This is where your thoughts live. This is where your rational part is. It's connected with your conscious mind awareness. And then, of course, you have the spiritual realm. This is your energetic self. You'll know about this part of you if anyone's ever stood close to you and they're not touching you, but like, they're touching you. (laughs) That's your energetic self, and that is connected with your higher self. And tonight, I want to focus in on the mental and emotional. So you have your conscious mind awareness and you have your unconscious mind. What does that mean? Your conscious mind, this is everything that you're aware of at any given moment. So right now, you're likely aware of the sound of my voice. Uh, If you're in a circle tonight, you might be aware of the beautiful graphic on the screen in front of you. And you may not be aware of the sensation of your feet on the floor or tucked up under you or wherever your feet are. Only now that I've mentioned your feet, you're probably noticing your feet. So where was that information a moment ago? Your nerve endings were picking up the data. Your stimulus was coming in, your body was picking up the information, it was just not in your awareness. So you've got your conscious mind as your awareness, and your unconscious mind is the part of you that is outside of your awareness. And these two parts of you are associated with different structures of the brain. So your conscious mind, this is connected to the frontal lobes. 
which are part of your cerebral cortex. This is the newer, more rational, more advanced brain system. This is where thinking happens. This is where reasoning happens. This is where decision-making and planning happen. This is your thinky-thinky self. This is the part of you that loves to ask why and believes that if you could only know why, you could fix all the problems. Your unconscious mind, this is associated with older brain structures, like your amygdala, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes, and it's part of your limbic system, more of the reptilian parts of the brain. This is where processing of emotions happen. This is where your memories are stored. This is where you experience and put meaning to things like fear and pleasure. Now, your unconscious mind does a lot of things for you. Obviously, it makes sure that your heart keeps beating and you don't have to think about breathing and make sure that your immune system's operating and your digestive system is working. And in terms of how it communicates with your conscious mind awareness, there's some important things to understand. So, of course, your unconscious mind stores your memories. Obviously, they're not in your awareness. They're hidden somewhere else, and then you can bring them into your awareness at will. And it organizes your memories. Somehow, certain memories just seem older than others, right? Somehow, we know the difference between five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago. So there's some sort of organizational system. And that feeling that comes with older memories is what contributes to our sensation of the passing of time. Now, your unconscious mind will repress a memory with an unresolved negative emotion. What does that mean? Let's say you're going along in life and something big happens. You suffer a large loss. There is a huge change in your life. Something happens and it comes with a lot of negative emotions. In that moment, you are overwhelmed with fear or sadness or hurt or grief. And if you held on to all those big emotions, it would completely shut you down. You wouldn't be able to function. And so we have a mechanism where our unconscious mind will say, you know what, let me take these feelings from you for a moment. Let me hide these emotions from you so that you can do what you need to do to get through this difficult challenge. But, and here's the important part, these emotions are important. So we need to make sure we come back to them. So let's put a pin in them. And then we get through what we need to get through and we don't go back for the pins. <laughs> of course we don't. We tell ourselves stuff like, oh, I just put it out of my mind. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine and she's going through some big stuff right now. She goes, I just need to get over it. I just need to put it out of my mind. It's just not there anymore. I'm like, that's amazing. Where did it go? Did magic fairies come to take it? Putting it outside of your awareness means it's no longer in your conscious mind. And unless you've done something specific, putting it out of your mind just means you've driven it underground and you put a pin in it. Now, because it is important to come back to this stuff, we have a backup mechanism where every once in a while, your unconscious mind will present this up into your awareness so you can release the negative emotions. What does that mean? That means that if you're going along in life and something big happens or even something small happens and it is somewhat connected to one of those past pins, your unconscious mind's going to be like, oh, you know what? Maybe this time they're going to get the resources they need. They're going to figure it out. So let's get a two for one deal. I'm going to throw all this up into the surface so that when we resolve the one thing, we can resolve all of the stuff because your unconscious mind's very efficient. And so what it feels like is something small happens in the moment and we have this huge emotional reaction to it and we call that a trigger. And a trigger means your unconscious mind is functioning exactly as it should. 
we tend to think that the trigger is the problem. That means we did something wrong. And then we will flip into our conscious mind awareness and we will drive ourselves crazy trying to figure out why. Why am I feeling this? Because of course your conscious mind thinks that if it can just understand why, the problem will go away. The problem is that your conscious mind doesn't have enough information. It's got too much other stuff going on. It is not designed for that purpose. And so if you have triggers in your life, it means your unconscious mind is working and functioning exactly as it should. And it is attempting to resolve a negative emotion that was stuck, which is a really good thing. So what exactly is a trigger? A trigger is a sign that there is something that is attempting to come into your awareness for the purpose of healing. A trigger is a sign that your unconscious mind is working perfectly and is doing exactly what it was designed to do, is attempting to clear out something that wasn't meant to be stuck there in the first place. And a trigger is not meant to be a hard stop. This is where we get it wrong. We think once we find a trigger, that means, oh, okay, dead end, reroute. And we turn backwards and we try to go back to where we came from. In fact, a trigger is meant to move you into a new direction. They are an important part of your journey when you know how to use them correctly. So let's say you're going along in life and you're walking along on this path and things are going well and then boom, you find a boulder. You find this big honking obstacle. You find a trigger that's right in your path. What we like to try to do is we will get mad at the boulder. We will yell at it. We will kick it. We will run away from it and call it a boundary. We will label that boulder as a narcissist. We will label that boulder as a trigger. We will do whatever we have to do to try to rationalize why it showed up for us. And then we will come up with a plan to avoid it. And the good news is, is that when we avoid the boulder, then we no longer have to deal with the boulder in our path. The bad news is, is that if you turn around and go backwards every time an obstacle or a trigger or a boulder shows up in your path, eventually you find that your world becomes very small and everything starts to feel like a dead end. I can't go here because that's a trigger. I can't talk about this because that's a trigger. I can't see that person because that's a trigger. I can't watch this movie because that's a trigger. And while avoiding it is an option, it's not the best option because it just drives you into this place of feeling stuck and it makes your world very, very small. So what we're meant to do is we're supposed to allow the boulder, allow the trigger, allow this obstacle to move us. We are meant to get new resources. We are meant to get new perspectives, preferably from somewhere outside of your own head, which means yes, reaching out for support is important. And we're meant to get some new tools. So think of it this way. So you've got this boulder in your path. Instead of turning around, you are meant to go up and around it. Because when you reroute, that is where you find new resources. And that is the point of the trigger. The trigger is there on purpose. It is supposed to move you to new resources. That is how you heal. That is how you grow. When we see these triggers, when we see these boulders and obstacles as the problem, we think our job is to avoid them. And we waste a lot of mental energy trying to do that, only to find ourselves feeling stuck with a lot of dead ends. When we see this boulder, or this trigger, or this obstacle as what it is for, what it is meant to, as something that you are supposed to move around, and in moving around it, getting new perspectives getting new tools, getting new resources, that is how you grow. 
That is how you turn this into an opportunity. And that is how you allow whatever is under the surface that is attempting to come up for healing to heal. So what tends to get in the way of this process is a part of your brain called your amygdala which is, as I mentioned earlier, it's a collection of cells near the base of the brain. This is where emotions are given meaning. This is where they are remembered. It's attached to associations. And your amygdala is part of your fight or flight mechanism. And when we go into fight or flight, information coming in from our environment bypasses our neocortex, bypasses our higher thinking self, and goes directly to your thalamus and your amygdala. So you can go into action. And that's important because by the time you realize, "Uh uh-oh, that's a bear, I'm going to die, your body's already running. And so when we are faced with a threat, the fight or flight response, your amygdala is really important. The problem comes is that your amygdala will fire anytime something seems threatening. And to your unconscious mind, that's anything new. Now back in 1995, Daniel Goleman uh, wrote a book called Emotional Intelligence, Why It Can Matter More Than IQ. And in it, he identified something he called the amygdala hijack. And that happens anytime there's a situation that causes your amygdala to hijack control of your response to stress. It literally disables the frontal lobes of your brain and activates your fight or flight. It means that you are now reacting without any help from your higher functioning or thinking self. And like I said, this happens anytime you come up on something new. And that's what creates that fun, excited, squiggly, weird feeling in your gut. That sensation like you're going down a hill on a roller coaster. And when you notice that sensation, all that means is that you're doing something new. And that's a really good thing. Now, when you encounter this boulder or this obstacle and this trigger, and when your amygdala goes into hijack mode, what we do is we think, oh, that sensation means I'm doing something wrong, and we back off. And when we back off because of the amygdala hijack, we end up missing out on new resources on something that we need. And we miss the entire point of having the trigger show up and that boulder show up in the first place. So some key concepts to remember. Remember that triggers are a sign that something is coming up into your awareness for healing. Honor that. Remember that triggers are simply obstacles. They're meant to move you to new resources. They're not meant to bring you to a full stop. They're not meant to be a dead end. They're meant to be a new beginning. And remember that triggers are a sign that your unconscious mind is functioning exactly as it should. Please stop making yourself the victim of this process. Oh, I got triggered. Live your life from a place where you have 100% responsibility and power to notice the trigger, to find new resources, to reach out and get new information and new perspectives so that you can keep moving forward. As always, I want to remind you to decide you want it more than you're afraid of it. There is nothing that scares us more than knowing that we have full responsibility and power to change our path. We hold on to the victimhood of our triggers because it is the out we need to not have to step up. And so just decide that you want it more than you're afraid of it. And that's always the decision that will take you to the next step. And of course, if you have any questions about any information from tonight or previous circles or podcasts, please know you can always reach out to me through my website at www.livelifeunbroken.com or through email or through social media. I just want to say thank you for the the definition that you have for trigger, because I've never heard anyone talk about it like that before. It's always been more that negative point of view. So I, I appreciate that. That's 
it, it was something I had never heard before. So I, I thank you for that. Awesome. Thank you. I'm so glad that I can give you a different perspective on it. I was just wondering, as I was listening, um, so it sounds like the, the definitions of, of the triggers can be negative. So you'll encounter a situation or something, and then it'll bring up similar situations from the past. Is there a way to use that, that connection between the conscious and the unconscious to, to find positive triggers? So to find positive triggers that will bring up positive memories from the past, if maybe you're going through a time that doesn't feel positive? Absolutely. It's part of the process of counter conditioning. And it is why I teach people things like anchoring. So anchoring is something that I did talk about. I talk about it, I'm pretty sure in the Bridging the Spiritual Gap course. I'm not sure if it made it onto a podcast yet. And I talk about it, those of you who are coming to the practitioner training in two weeks, you will learn all about it. But anchoring is a process of it's based on Pavlovian conditioning. So um, Ivan Pavlov was a Russian psychologist, and he did studies with dogs. Um, and he basically he took a dog and he showed them or he rang a bell. And then the dog didn't do anything. He's like, bell equals nothing. And then he took the dog and he showed it a steak and the dog started salivating. And he's like, okay, steak equals salivation. And then he paired them together. So he would show the steak and ring the bell at the same time. And eventually over time, what happened was all he had to do is ring the bell and the dog would salivate. So the definition of an anchor is that if at the height of any emotional response, a stimulus is applied, the two become linked neurologically. And so I have built resource anchors on my body, parts of my body that I have specifically placed a positive resource anchor, such that has emotional states such as laughing till I'm crying, um, joy, uh, power, confidence. And so when I have been triggered and something negative comes up to get myself back into a more resourceful state, I fire off my resource anchor, which by the way is on my ear. Um, and I, if I, even just the thought of it makes me want to giggle because what happens is I, I build it in actual moments. So just the idea of touching it makes me remember all the times that I was laughing to the point of crying and there's some really good memories in there. <laughs> and so this is what happens. You don't even have to touch it. And so it brings on this positive state. So that is one method. Um, basically all the tools I teach and I use in my practice are about conscious mind, unconscious mind integration, how to uninstall those pins so that there's actually no triggers left. That is what I do in my one-on-one -on -one practice. If you find that everywhere you go, there are triggers and there's all these little pins, instead of counter conditioning, we spend a few sessions together and I neutralize them for you. And then it's just a matter of learning how to go forward and not keep installing them. So that is my, I mean, I'm highly biased, but that's my preferred option because obviously I love it. That's what I do. So there's a couple different options. So it is a hundred percent possible. And that is part of the new resources that you're meant to find. Thank you. My pleasure. Great question. Do you want to learn more about how you can continue your journey and experience my virtual healing circles in real time? If so, check out livelifeunbroken.com slash circle and join my free circle membership. Receive weekly reminders, bonus material and recaps, plus special offers, as well as access to my weekly virtual healing circles. If you're ready to leave behind the fears and limitations of the ego and step into the spiritual life you've long known is waiting for you, you're invited to join me, Jen Fable, 
for a soul-nourishing journey into the exploration of you, the universe, and all space in between. Take control of your spiritual journey to attain a new level of understanding and connection to yourself and the people in your life. During our time and circle together, I will share with you all the tips and tricks you need to make playing with energy fun, easy, and most of all, effective. Together, we'll learn how to cultivate our inner compass to enable us to walk our path with grace and ease. We'll open the space with a candle meditation, and after I will share with you my favorite grounding practices and lead you through a circle casting, guided meditation, and breath work, followed by a soul-inspiring gratitude practice. If your soul has been calling out to you and you're ready to tune in and listen, go to www.livelifeunbroken.com circle and register today for your Zoom access information. That's www.livelifeunbroken.com backslash circle, C-I-R-C-L-E. Thanks again for tuning in, and I'll see you next time.